0: But in everything by prayer and petition With thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God And the peace of God which passes all understanding Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 Thanks for joining us today This is the Hour of Intercession I'm Pastor Joseph Parker We invite you to look with us in the Word of God To begin with in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse Again, 2 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Again, reading that verse again, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Then looking at Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And then Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. and supplication for all the saints, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 10 through 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Father, we thank you once again for the power, the grace, and the strength that rests upon your word. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing that rests upon your word. And thank you, Lord, for the fact that your word, amongst other things, is the sword of the Spirit. And your word is you, and you are your word. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have of being able to walk with you in your word every single day. Thank you for the opportunity to open up your word and thus fellowship with you. Spend time listening to your words of power, words of grace, words of light, words of wisdom, words of strength, words that bless our lives in so many ways. Lord... More and more, help us to grow an understanding of the tremendous blessing and gift Your Word is to us. And help us to be wise enough to fill our hearts, our minds, our lives with Your Word each and every day. We thank You and we praise You. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. We continue to ask you, please pray daily. For the ministry and the work of the American Family Association, we very much desire and need your prayers. We ask for your daily prayers for the Lord to anoint and use American Family Radio as well, a tool, once again, in the hands of the Holy Spirit. And your prayers make all the difference in the world. And, of course, we ask for your your prayers for the hour of intercession, this broadcast, that the Lord would anoint it and use it to accomplish His perfect will on a daily basis. As he reaches through these microphones to do the work for for the work of the Holy Spirit to be done as he would have it to be done. So, thanks again for being a part of our listening family. I want to continue to remind you my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We, on a pretty regular basis, are encouraging you to email us to receive articles that we may share on the broadcast. Remember, they're meant to be tools. Uh, discipleship tools for you to use in your personal walk with the Lord. Discipleship tools for you to use to for the work of uh, discipling your family. Tools for you to hang on to, but also tools for you to forward to email to uh, family, extended family members, co-workers on the job, fellow church members, saved and unsaved individuals. But remember, it's easy to do ministry by way of email. It's a very effective way to reach people. But also, again, it's a way that can easily be overlooked if we're not careful. So please email us for the sake of getting some of the tools we share, but also so that you can use them for you and your family and afford them and share them far and wide as the Lord would have you to do. Today we're looking specifically at the topic, Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 and other weapons of our warfare. Again, Psalm 91 and Psalm 23, and other weapons of our warfare. And you know, sometimes you might think to yourself, well, they sure do talk a lot about spiritual warfare on the hour of intercession. Well, you know, that's true. We really do. But the fact is, like it or not, you deal with it every single day of your life. Some days the battle is much more intense than others. Some days the battles are raging much more heatedly than other days. But the fact is, whether you realize it or not, whether you like it or not, we all face spiritual warfare absolutely every single day. And it's important that we understand the nature of who our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is, to know him, to be able to walk with him and, and understand this very important truth. Remember, amongst other things in Ephesians 6, it tells us the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. The Word of God is the most powerful weapon in the universe and in all of life. And so as believers, it's wise for us to be highly skilled at using the sword of the Spirit. Now, keep in mind also, note the exact title that Scripture gives it in in that situation. It says it's the sword of the Spirit. Now, that's a very important truth to grasp. Now, is the Word of God our spiritual sword? Yes, it is. But I think in a very important way, more importantly, it's the sword of the Spirit. In other words, the Word of God is the weapon of the Spirit. It's the weapon the Holy Spirit uses uh, to, to do work in building God's kingdom and to tear down the kingdom of darkness. So an important truth for us to draw from that, even the very title of God's Word in that regard, is to understand this. The Holy Spirit permeates the word of God and he uses the word of God to accomplish the will of God. And so the more we fill our lives with the word of God, the more the Holy Spirit can do in us and through us and by us insofar as building God's kingdom and tearing down the kingdom of darkness. And so again, reading the verse that we shared earlier, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, once again, it says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Reading it once again, verse 4 of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, amongst other things, one truth to grasp is, you know, in the natural, in this natural world, when we think of, when we talk about weapons, we may think of uh, guns, knives, swords, uh, bazookas, uh Tanks, those are weapons of warfare, certainly. Uh, but you take a gun or a sword, those are weapons you use, and you use them. You pick them up with your hand, and that's how you put them to work. Well, in the spirit realm, spiritually speaking, typically you use the weapons of your warfare, both obviously in your heart, but also with your mouth. It's very important to grasp one of the great ways whereby you put the spiritual weapons to work is with your mouth. We pray. By using, we speak words through our mouth as we pray. We speak words as we speak words, promises from the, from the word of God. And so, uh, the way whereby we use spiritual weapons typically is largely through the use of our mouth, of course. And the things that come through our mouths come from our hearts and our minds, so note this. In the natural, we typically pick up a weapon with our hand. In the spirit realm, you typically use the weapons with your mouth, with the words that you speak. So as we look at this topic, keep in mind it's important that we, I believe, as believers, carry um, a warrior mindset. It's important to understand, too, uh, the, in the Word of God, in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, it tells us, The thief comes not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. Again, John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes not before to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Again, the second portion, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So you could say that verse contains both the devil's job description and Jesus's job description. And the fact is, it's important that we as believers learn to live a life and a lifestyle of cooperating with the with the Lord Jesus and the Spirit of God, and never cooperating with, seven, with, with Satan and the kingdom of darkness. Our goal is to be vessels that God can use mightily every day of our lives. So as we're looking at the Word of God, we're encouraging to keep in mind that the Word of God, amongst other things, is an arsenal of spiritual weapons. Now, the Word itself is a spiritual weapon, but it's also an arsenal. In other words, uh, a collection of many other weapons within the weapon of the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. So we'll be talking some about that. But keep in mind, it's very important that we as believers grasp the fact that, yes, there are weapons from, from the Word of God that we need to be using faithfully and passionately every day, uh, but also keep in mind that this is how we both build the kingdom of God and tear down the kingdom of darkness, and so for those persons that think to themselves, I don't like the idea of dealing with warfare, I don't like talking about it, I don't like dealing with it, well then, sadly, that puts you in the category of being like a civilian in the midst of war. Just like the tragic war that's going on in the nation of Ukraine, there are those people that didn't want war to come, but war came to their nation anyway. And those persons that may say, well, I don't want to take up a gun, I don't want to take up any anything to to fight or hurt anybody. Well, the sad reality is when the enemy comes, it may be very easy for them to take that person out, to kill and destroy that person because they didn't in any way provide any form of defense to to defend themselves. So I think it's important to understand in that conflict, like any conflict, the best way to prepare is to be a warrior or a soldier well-equipped for the warfare that's coming your way, whether you like it coming your way or not. So... As we look into the Word of God, we're wanting you to be mindful that the Word of God genuinely is an arsenal of spiritual weapons for us to be using. And remember, we need to be wise enough to be using them every single day. Now, I'm going to share uh, an article uh, by this title. Uh, The name of this article is The Answer to to 9-11, God's Word and Psalm 91. Again, the name of the article is The Answer to 9-11, God's Word in Psalm 91. And so keep in mind, I tell you, we're coming up on a break in just a few moments, so we'll actually uh, begin the article on the other side of the break. Uh, but keep in mind, every day it's wise for us to understand we're supposed to be putting our weapons to work. What are some of our weapons? Well, the Word of God. Remember, reading the Word of God daily, reading and meditating on Scripture daily, that's a weapon and you're doing spiritual warfare, you're battling the kingdom of darkness, when you spend time reading and meditating on God's Word, uh, when you speak the promises of God's Word, you're battling the kingdom of darkness and you're building the kingdom of God. When you speak and stand on the promises of God's Word, those are a couple of ways we can use the sword of the Spirit. Thank you, Father, again for your Word. Thank you for us, Lord, as the church. Thank you for us as a nation. Help us, Lord, as the church and as the na- as a nation to put you first. Help us, Lord, to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us to not murder. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet in Jesus' name. And, Father, more and more pour out the spirit of revival mightily upon your church and the people of God. Stir us, Lord, to become uh, the, the people of God, the church you've called us to be boldly, Reading your word, boldly obeying your word, boldly carrying your word forth to a world that desperately needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, a world that desperately needs discipling. We thank and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour, Hour of Intercession. As today we're looking at the topic Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 and other weapons of our warfare. We'll be right back.
1: My heart consume my heart with your love, you have captured my heart, consumed, my heart with your love, you have captured, you have captured my heart consumed my heart with your love Say you will capture my heart come to my heart with your love Say it like you mean it Two say it. say I'm saying you yeah.
0: Music of Dunson Oyakon with If All I Say Is Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 and other weapons of our warfare. And let me just mention right up front too, one of our ongoing encouragements to every single believer is that you would make it your goal to literally pray Psalm 91 every day of your life. Why is that important? Well, amongst other things, as I said, all of God's Word is certainly—it's a wonderful, wonderful gift in so many ways. But amongst other things, it's an arsenal of weapons that you can draw on to help you do what you're called to do as a believer in the world. Remember, our goal on a daily basis as believers is to both build the kingdom of God through obedience to God and tear down the kingdom of darkness. But it's important that we know that the Word of God is the key weapon that we're going to use to do just that. And in all of the Word of God, which is an arsenal of weapons, one of the most unique and powerful weapons, I believe, is Psalm 91. So praying it on a daily basis is just smart, uh, strategically as a a warrior in the kingdom of God, amongst other things. So um, at this time now, I'm going to go ahead and share an article entitled the Answer to 9-11, God's Word, and Psalm 91. In the United States, the number nine eleven is used as the universal emergency phone number throughout our nation to call to get help in emergency situations. In the late 60s, the FCC partnered with AT&T to come up with a universal emergency number. AT&T proposed the number as 9-11. It was considered short and easy to remember and could be dialed fairly quickly. Congress decided to support AT&T's proposal for 9-11 as the national emergency number and did pass legislation to put this into law. Probably and sadly, the persons who carried out the terrorist attacks on 9-11-2001, often referred to as 9-11, felt that this date would be a very suitable day for their purposes to do the horrific things they did. And again, sadly, it gave a new tragic history to this date and this number. I believe God in his sovereignty had a hand in the selection of 9-11, so it represents a call for emergencies of any kind when people are challenged with them. In our world, the answer to all our emergencies, challenges, problems, and troubles are found in one place, the Word of God. In very specific ways, and a very specific weapon to use and put to work, especially in troubled and emergency situations, is found in God's Word with Psalm 91. And again, it's not the only weapon within Scripture to use, but it certainly is one of the great ones that we're wise to use. Notice also that the number 91 is found in our emergency number, 911. What would be one of the messages in this? One of the messages is that Psalm 91, along with all of the Word of God, is the answer to all the emergencies and the challenges and problems in all of life. Read, study, mull over, and memorize Psalm 91. That's a wise thing for every believer to do. Notice how this Psalm speaks of all kinds of emergencies and problems we may face in life, all found within this same Psalm, Psalm 91 all believers everywhere would be wise to begin to speak the promises from Psalm 91 over our lives on a daily basis. Also, we would be wise to start to pray Psalm 91 every day of our every single day of our lives. Why? Because in this dangerous, crazy, wild world, no one can protect you like God can. And putting Psalm 91 to work in your life every day is extremely wise on the part of any and all people. Here's now again one of the ways we can pray Psalm 91 And I want to invite you And of course this is a part of the article as well But we invite every listener to pray this psalm with us Father thank you Lord for all of those that are part of our listening family And all those we've lifted up in prayer today Lord today we dwell in the secret place of the most high And so we abide under the shadow of the almighty Today I say of the Lord you are our refuge and our fortress our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler's snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terrible night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked, because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the Most High our habitation. No evil will befall us, nor does any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot because we have set our love upon you. Therefore, you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. May we all be wise enough to begin to pray this prayer every day because no one can protect you and your family like God can. Again, the title of that article was The Answer to 9-11, God's Word in Psalm 91. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd be glad to get it to you. And so keep in mind, again, Praying Psalm 91 is a very wise thing for us to do, yet it, along with that, it's important that we as believers understand that prayer is to be a major activity and a major custom on the part of every believer in the world. Keep in mind, it's it's to be a, a high-priority habit that we're to have as a lifestyle as believers. The Word of God tells us, pray without ceasing in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now, Again, why would God say that? Why is it important to pray on an ongoing basis? And how do we really do that? You know, there are many other things we're called to do in life. How do you pray without ceasing? Well, instead of saying there's no way to do that, a better way to approach is to say, Lord, Lord, teach me how to do that. Let's take time to pray for that now. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word and the fact that your word is always right. Your word is full of wisdom, grace, and power. And thank you for all of us that are a part of the listening family today. Lord, you told us in your word to pray without ceasing. Lord, we need your wisdom to know how to do that. Lord, teach us how to do that. Show us how to do that. Empower us by your spirit to do just that in Jesus' name. And Lord, help us to be wise enough to recognize that you would never tell us to do something we cannot do, but that you call us to do things that we can only do in the power and wisdom of your spirit, your grace, and your mercy. Thank you for hearing our prayers in Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Keep in mind, many are the issues and the matters that we as believers should, we be, should be praying about consistently. Remember, we live in a world with so many challenges. The fact is, our government today, the government in the United States of America, needs a lot of prayer. But the reality is, the government in every nation needs a lot of prayer. So, whoever you are, wherever you're listening from, whether you live in the U.S. or In any other nation of the world, your government needs a lot of prayer. The fact is there's much spiritual warfare that happens in the seat of government in every nation because the devil is always trying to wrest power from righteous causes and righteous people and put power in the hands of wicked people and wrong leaders. Sadly, we see, we've see we seen too much of that in our own nation and in many other nations as well. So praying for your government is very, very important. Second Timothy chapter 2 clearly calls us to pray for kings and for those who are in authority. So it's important that we're praying daily for our government. Also, you should pray for, obviously, people that are elected in government. We should pray for election systems. Sadly, we live in a world where lots of wickedness is happening in the midst of election systems, where uh, the kingdom of darkness is trying to dominate and, and do all sorts of wicked things within even the election systems in nations in our world. Our uh, other institutions, our businesses need a lot of prayer. Business leaders need, need much prayer. Remember, all leaders wield larger areas of influence and leadership. And so leaders always need a lot of prayer. The fact is our schools need so much prayer from from kindergarten to elementary to middle schools, high schools, colleges and universities. Much prayer is needed for all these institutions. Uh, There's a great need for God's people to be courageous uh, and bold in hearing the Word of God and obeying the Word of God and Obviously, we as believers who make up the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need a lot of prayer. The need is for us to be fully committed and passionate about reading and hearing the Word of God and obeying the Word of God. We're not to be the church in name only. We're to be the church in word and in deed as well. All of these and so many other issues are issues we need to pray for we see the fact is so many people seem to be dealing with all sorts of mental challenges and so many people dealing with and battling depression and so many people that are have having suicidal thoughts or attempting to commit suicide and uh, people dealing with problems like bullying. And the list could go on and on and on. All of these are issues that we can battle largely through our prayers and our prayer life as well as through other means as well. But the place... Time and time again to start is in the prayer room, in our prayer closet. There's so much good that can be done as God's people pray. Father, thank you for your sovereignty over all of our lives and all of us individually and collectively. Thank you for the opportunity for us to come to you in prayer today and every day. And thank you, Lord, for the fact that one of the great ways whereby you've called us and equipped us to do battle in your kingdom is through our prayers and intercession Father, thank you for our nation. Thank you for your sovereignty over our government. Thank you for your sovereignty over our leaders in Washington, D.C. Thank you for your sovereignty over our leaders in all places of authority throughout our nation. Father, just flood the places where our leaders reside with your spirit, mercy, and grace. And more and more, let your spirit move mightily upon their hearts and their lives. Stir them more and more to be the righteous leaders you'd have them to be. Father, more and more, raise up righteous leaders who will honor you in the decisions they make and the deci- and the, the priorities they set. More and more, help them to be leaders who genuinely seek to please you and to serve you in places of high authority. And Father, more and more, remove unrighteous leaders, people that don't seek to honor you, people that want to carry out their own agenda, which in essence is the agenda of Satan and the kingdom of darkness. More and more, Father, raise up people that recognize your call upon their lives to be the righteous leaders you have them to be. We thank you and praise you for them. And Father, pour out your spirit of mercy, grace, and righteousness upon our government and our seats of government. Stir us as the church to pray much for leaders, any and everywhere they might be in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray also for the election systems in our nation. Father, flood our election system with your systems with your spirit and mercy and grace. Father, more and more, Help us to have elections that are righteous, that line it with your perfect will. And we bind the work of the enemy in the name of Jesus in which in the ways he will try to do wicked and dark things to destroy election systems and to corrupt election systems and to misuse them and more and more raise up righteous election systems that, again, accomplish your will in Jesus' name. And help us as the church to know that we need to pray too for the the whole systems whereby elections happen and how they happen in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray a special prayer for uh, leaders in our church as well. Father, more and more, raise up righteous pastors and leaders in all capacities in the church. And Lord, we ask that you remove unrighteous pastors leaders and people that don't really know or love you or serve you, that have positions of authority and leadership in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And more and more, help your leaders to be courageous and bold in reading and studying your word and in proclaiming your word and in living your word and leading by you the power of your word in Jesus' name. Help us to recognize, Lord, that the church is the instrument whereby your will is accomplished, your kingdom is built. Help us as believers to note, Lord, that your church, the body of Christ, is the most important institution in the world. And you've called us out of the world and into a new relationship with you and one another. Help us to be the church you've called us to be. Stir us, Lord, to recognize the need for us to make evangelism and discipleship the priority you've called us to make it to be and you've called it to be in Jesus' name and help us to recognize, Lord, that every day is a day for us to be involved in the wonderful work of the sharing of the gospel as we go, the wonderful work of making disciples as we go. Every day is a day to be involved in the wonderful work of loving people who need to see what the love of Jesus Christ looks like in a dark world. Thank you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Today we're looking at the topic Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 and other weapons of our warfare. We'll be right back.
2: This is how I fight my best This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. That's what we're doing tonight. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I find
0: music of Michael W. Smith with Surrounded. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 and other weapons of our warfare. Looking now specifically in the book of Psalms, Psalm 23 tells us these words, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, keep in mind, we mentioned that uh, in as Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20 tells us, amongst other things, it lets us know the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. And of course, not only is the Word of God as a whole the sword of the Spirit, it's also an arsenal of many, many weapons within it that we're wise to learn how to take and use. Well... Praying Psalm 91 every day is one powerful weapon that we're wise to use to pray over ourselves and over our families every single day, and we're wise to pray it over institutions as well. But also, Psalm 23 is a wonderful weapon found in the Word of God as well. Now, some listening might think, well, how could that beautiful Psalm, that beautiful poem within Scripture known as Psalm 23 be a weapon? Well, trust me, it's a powerful weapon, and we're wise to use it every day. Now, again, yes, it's a beautiful psalm, but also remember, it's not just a beautiful psalm. It's a powerful weapon to take and stand on every day. I would encourage you to memorize it and speak it over your life every day. But as you read it, you know, one way to read it is before you even read it, just say, Lord, as I read through this psalm, I'm standing on its promises. I'm believing all of its promises, and I'm believing you to manifest all the promises in this psalm in my life this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Why is that important? Because, again, the promises found in that the Word of God are powerful weapons and promises to use. But remember, any weapon is meant for you to take it up and use it. And one of the ways you use a weapon like Psalm 23 is just speaking it, And reminding God that you're standing on those promises, reading the psalm once again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. A reminder, once again, remember, there are at least seven wonderful ways to use the Word of God every day of your life. Those seven ways include you can you can read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, pray it, obey it, and meditate on it. All of them are wonderful ways to use God's Word. None of them are quite the same thing because you can read God's Word but not really hear it. You can uh, pray the Word of God but not necessarily choose to... Uh, stand on the Word of God. And so it's important to know that all of the ways, that all these seven ways to use God's Word are wise ways to use it absolutely every single day of your life. And there are ways, all of these are ways whereby you become a better equipped warrior on the battlefield of life. Again, as we've said time and time again, as much as you may not like the idea of having to deal with spiritual warfare, you don't have a choice in the matter. So every day you and I step out onto a battlefield, a spiritual battlefield. And some days are much more, the battle is much more intense than others. Some days the danger is much more intense than others. And remember, every conflict, every challenge involves spiritual warfare. But the greatest and most powerful weapon to help you uh, go and be victorious in the midst of spiritual warfare is the Word of God. So if you don't have the habit already of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day, remember that's a battle strategy. That's a way to battle the kingdom of darkness and to build the kingdom of light, spending time reading and meditating on the Word of God. So if you don't have the habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day, today is a good day to start that important habit. And so keep in mind, on an ongoing basis, one of our goals is to encourage you not only to be faithful As a believer, as an individual warrior, but always doing the work of sharing the gospel and discipling your own family. Be sure that it's critically important for you to be making time daily to do the work of evangelism and discipleship within your own home and your own family. I want to share an article we've shared before, an article by the title, The Child Warrior, and it reminds us of the importance of both preparing ourselves for the battlefield of life, but preparing our children as well. And let me say this to before I read the article. Parents, one of the reasons why it's wise for you to have each of your children to read three chapters out loud in their Bibles every day. One of the reasons that's important is because remember, the Bible is pure light. There's nothing better for our children than the Word of God. And sadly, because of the nature of our world and many times because of their access to electronic devices, they're flooding their lives, filling their minds and their hearts many times with toxic darkness. And we wonder why our children are dealing with depression and even having suicidal thoughts. Too often, the devil has access to pour all kinds of toxic darkness into their minds and their hearts, their lives, their attitudes. Nothing is better for them than God's precious word. So getting them to read daily is important. Again, the title of this article, The Child Warrior. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Again, Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 9. And then this is, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20. Once again, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole arm of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole arm of God, that you may be able to to withstand in the evil day To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Again, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20. Spiritual warfare is a reality of life. Life is not a playground, life is not a beach, life is a battlefield. So, it's critical that we understand that life is not a game. It's not a game in which those who oppose you think themselves to be bound by a certain set of rules. The devil is our enemy, plain and simple. He hates all people, especially people of faith. This is the truth for every man and woman on earth. But know that this is not a reason for any believer to despair. Be mindful that Christ has told us, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John chapter 16, verse 33. Spiritual warfare is a reality for our children and youth as much as it is for adults. It doesn't change for children and youth just because they're young. The devil isn't trying to give children a break. He doesn't care about children. He hates children as much as he hates adult human beings. A picture of how the devil feels about children can be seen in the reality of abortion. He hates children and wants to destroy them. We as followers of Christ would be wise to do our part to very effectively equip our children for the battlefield of life. We would be wise to seek to equip them as young warriors that every day have to step out on the same battlefield that adults have to step out onto. How tragic it is to see in the news children and the tragic news stories that involve children. How tragic it is to see that in the news that children are too often casualties in the spiritual warfare of life. Teens murdering other teens, youth and children committing suicide, very young children hooked on drugs and selling drugs, children bullying other children, and the list could go on. We're wise to seek to help them to become Christian warriors, spiritual warriors, because this helps them to be in the most advantageous position they can be in in all of life. And keep keep in mind... That position is that a position of knowing Jesus Christ as his or her personal savior and living a life boldly following the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a Christian warrior. So now allow me to define what a Christian warrior is. The following are some traits of a strong Christian warrior. He or she is a person who's accepted Jesus Christ as his or her personal Lord and Savior. This person, number two, this person is growing spiritually as he or she becomes a diligent student of the Word of God, probably reading and meditating on at least three chapters in the Word of God daily. Number three, this believer is a person of prayer who makes time to spend significant time doing so every day. And one might ask, are these characteristics of a warrior some that should be taught to our children as well as adults? Absolutely yes. And for time and pers- Time reasons, we won't finish the article. But again, the title of that this last article was The Child Warrior. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email me at joseph at afr.net. We'd be glad to get a copy to you. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, please Pray this prayer with us from your heart and invite him to be your Lord and Savior today. Today is a good day to be saved, to give your life to Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord Shall be saved Right now Lord I'm calling on your name Lord save me Fill me with your spirit Help me to follow you all my life In Jesus name Amen Well if you prayed that prayer We want to be in touch with you Please email us My email is joseph at afr.net Again that's joseph at afr.net We'd like to share with you Some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, we hope to hear from you again that email, joseph at AFR.net. Also, if you'd like to get a copy of either the articles that we shared, the two titles were The Answer to to 9-11, God's Word in Psalm 91, and the second article, The Child Warrior. Again, email us, joseph at AFR.net. We'd be glad to share either or both articles with you. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.